0: Welcome to Classic Reviews, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for reviewing classic television shows, video games and films. I'm your host, Matthew, and this is for Season 4, Episode 4, for the Jim Carrey season. This is for Batman Forever. Um, Let's read some information about this film first. Batman Forever is a 1995 American superhero film directed by Joel Schumacher. Um, and produced by Tim Burton. Based on the DC Comics character Batman. A sequel to the 1992 film Batman Returns. And the third installment of Warner Brothers. Initial Batman film series. It stars Val, Kimo- Val Kilmer. Sorry, replacing Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. The Batman alongside Tommy Lee Jones. Jim Carrey. Who we're here for basically. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Chris O'Donnell. Michael Goh. Gal, uh, and Pat Hingle. The plot focuses on Batman trying to stop Two-Face and the Riddler played by, of course, Jim Carrey, uh, in their villainous scheme to extract confidential information from all the minds in Gotham City to use it to learn Batman's identity and bring the city under their control, of course. In the process, he gains a, a allegiance from a young orphaned circus acrobat named Dick Grayson, who becomes his sidekick, Robin, and meets and develops feelings for psychiatrist Dr. Chase uh, Meridian, played by Nicole Kidman, uh, which brings him to the point to decide if he will lead a normal life or if he is destined to fight crime as Batman Forever, hence the title. Batman Forever's tone, Batman Forever's tone is significantly different from the previous instalments, becoming more family-friendly since Warner Brothers uh, believed that Batman Returns failed to outgross its predecessor due to parent complaints about the films of violence and dark overtones. Schumacher, oh, uh, eschewed in the... Escuwed the dark dystopian atmosphere of Burton's films by drawing inspiration from the Batman comic books of the uh, Dick Sprang era as well as the nineteen sixties television series of course from uh, Adam West and Burward I think was was Robin in that uh, after Keaton chose not to reprise his role. William Baldwin and Ethan Hawke were considered as replacements um as a replacement before Val Kilmer joined the cast as Batman Bruce Wayne. The film was released in sorry on June no, June sixteenth, nineteen ninety five. Batman Forever grossed over three hundred thirty six million worldwide and became the sixth highest grossing film worldwide of nineteen ninety five. The film was followed by Batman and Robin in nineteen ninety seven, while Schumacher returning as the director, Chris O'Donnell returning as Robin, and George Clooney replacing Kilmer as Batman. So there's a bunch of information for you there, um. I think this film is good in certain parts and not great in certain parts I think that there's very very few scenes in this that are bad like really bad um, I have seen the Michael Keaton one uh, which I believe was yeah the previous one to this I don't think I've seen the George Clooney one Batman and Robin um, I think that was the one that had Mr. Freeze in it I'm not sure but I have seen the um, Michael Keaton film I think Batman Forever is better then uh, batman returns um yeah cuz it says yeah a sequel to the 1992 film batman returns which had uh yeah stars val Kilmer replacing Michael Keaton yeah i've seen the michael keaton one the batman returns one um and uh yeah i do think that this is a better film than that but um yeah like i said it's it's an enjoyable film it's got some good parts to it i definitely wouldn't say all of this is terrible there's some terrible There's a percentage of this film that's bad, there's a percentage of it that's alright, and there's a percentage of it that's good. Like, okay, good, in terms of, like, okay, this um, 1995 film in 2020, basically. Um, Oddly enough, the one thing... I remembered from this the actual I think it's the score the soundtrack or whatever it's quite an iconic Batman one and I do remember um playing the Batman Forever game I can't remember which console that was actually on or whatever but it definitely had a had a game because I remember playing it I don't remember finishing it necessarily but uh that was alright from what i remember of it um but the film itself batman forever uh, unlike some of the other films here in in the jim Carrey classic review season which i've seen had seen parts of and obviously went to watch properly for this um season i don't remember many particular scenes from batman forever if any um so yeah it's it's one that's a bit more well it's not really one that's in, in, in my memory as such. As in terms of like things I remember. The scenes and bits and pieces I remember from before. I don't remember really anything, any of this film. So most of this was. I'd say 95% of this film. Was stuff that I, I don't remember of it. Um. And, uh, yeah, so, in terms of, of course, Jim Carrey here, I really do like him as the Riddler, I think he's great, um, I think he's a lot better as the Riddler than he is as Edward Nygma, I think the, the later scenes, from basically when he introduces himself to Tommy Lee Jones's, um, Two-Face, the whole, like, hey, I'm the Riddler, I'm, when he jumps in and is like, I'm the Riddler, from then until the end of the film, I thought his performance was a lot better, um, He's, he's all right as Edward Edward Nygma. I don't think Edward Nygma's as interesting as a character necessarily as the Riddler. I know that might be a little bit of an odd thing to say, but um, I enjoyed Jim's performance as um the Riddler a lot more than Edward. Um, I suppose, but uh, I would really quite like to. I know this won't happen because obviously he's already played the Riddler in that. I would be very interested to see... If you do a 2020 version of this... Or not of this film. You do a 2020 version of Batman. Obviously I know we got The Batman next year... From uh, Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson and all that. Um, I'd be interested in a more, a more modern take... On Batman and Riddler... And whoever else you're going to put in there. Obviously if you do a film with Riddler... You're pretty much going to have to put Batman in there. Um, and use Jim Carrey again. But basically do it so that like you would have a modern day script you'd have a mo- mo- you know modern day technology and and, and all that sort of stuff cuz obviously things have changed quite a bit since uh, 1995 but um no i i really really liked him as a riddler i th- i thought it was really good and um i would say he's more much more the primary villain i would say that um two-face is more of a robin's villain in this film obviously cuz of the whole what happens with the graysons and all that so um but no i thought he rivaled i, I thought that the Riddler, uh, Jim Carrey as a Riddler, rivaled Val Kilmer's Batman really well. I think he does work really well with Tommy Lee Jones's um, Two-Face. I think that's really good in here. I think Tommy Lee Jones is a pretty good Two-Face. Um, see, the thing for me as well, in terms of Batman's villains, um, people like Riddler, Penguin, Two-Face, those sort of more gangster type or mob boss type of, uh, I guess mob boss is a better word to use, those sorts of mob boss sort of versions, of the villains i've never i've not been as much of a fan and as them as i have been say like deathstroke or joker or mr freeze or those sorts of ones um but uh yeah jim carrey made me enjoy or not made me he caught i enjoyed the riddler here a lot more obviously mainly due to his uh performance there so i think that's uh that's really really good Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast, and this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling, the list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman live free and rant hard. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Uh, In terms of the film itself, you know, it's got some cheesy, some old stuff. It's got some, you know, obviously outdated filmmaking techniques here it's got some uh outdated cg and and practical effects and just just everything that goes into this film um i think is is a little bit outdated um but you know that's what that's what happens when you watch a 1995 film in 2020 uh things tend to look a little bit old i suppose um not like really really dated but yeah dated i suppose so uh, I like Nicole Kidman in here, she, she's uh, an actress I really quite like as well, she was in um, Big Little Lies the first two seasons, the uh, HBO TV show, looks a bit different here, a little bit younger and whatnot. not, uh, not saying she looks old now but obviously she, she looks a bit younger here, plus the way the camera is in this film makes everybody look a bit younger, um, particularly Nicole Kidman I think maybe. But, uh, no, she's she's good as as a love interest. Uh, who did she play again? Yeah, Chase. Um, Dr. Chase uh, Meridian. Not not a Batman character or a DC character that I'd necessarily heard of before. When you talk about psychiatrists and that, I think of Harley Quinn. Because um, this wasn't, like, you know, this wasn't Selena Kyle who is usually the sort of love interest for Batman. Or, I don't know, someone else maybe. Um, you've had... Haven't you had Vicky Vale before? She's kind of been... In that role, slightly, uh, but no, I, I thought she was good, and um, I, I found it kind of interesting a little bit, uh, not necessarily funny, but just interesting in certain scenes where uh, she's kind of switching back and forth, her love interest wise, between like, hey, I've met someone else, it's this um, bat or whatever, and then hey, I've met when she goes to talk to Batman, hey, I've met someone else, <laughs> and it's the same person, um, and she obviously realizes it a bit later, I think, when she goes to kiss, um, bruce when they're in the when they're in wayne manor uh she sort of realizes that but uh yeah that that was that was good as well but um i thought she she played a particularly good role um i think in terms of as obviously something that i've used as a bit of a theme in the season obviously apart from jim carrey is jim carrey's particular style of comedy i really feel like it fits this this version of the riddler very well of course there's been slight, slight different incarnations over the decades or whatever that the uh, Riddler's been around but uh, I thought his sort of his out there wacky kind of comedy there's certain scenes where it really really works well and I was I was uh, laughing a fair bit um, I think whenever Jim Carrey is in these sorts of roles and um, he has a moment of like I don't know something's some like dazed the character that he's playing and he sort of does that head shake type of thing and he makes that particular sort of noise he does it a couple of times in this film and he doesn't get you have to come up with a opportunity for him to kind of do that otherwise he's just sort of randomly doing it um in liar liar it happens quite a lot because he just can't handle all the lies that he's having to tell and and all that sort of thing all all the truths sorry that he's having to tell because he can't lie um but i thought that worked really well with his version of um of riddler here um i would say as well like I've I've heard some stuff about. Um, I, want, I want to talk about costumes um, now. Basically, I think he, you know his his the the um, the green suit and the green face mask thing. I think is is kind of cool. I actually kind of just out of um, a little bit of slapstick kind of comedy. I suppose I did like the uh, the silver suit that he's got at the end, just because at that point he's he's so far into this thing, and his, 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 um, red hair's got all sort of messed up and all that. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of a a way to also show mentally where his character's at. Um, because I, because it's interesting with, um... Bruce Wayne and Chase how uh, Dr. Chase Meridian how they basically say like okay he's he's a wacko or is a whack job or whatever and you see that progress throughout the film but by that point when they were doing the here you have to choose between basically Robin and uh, and Chase um and uh yeah he had he had that there he was he was pretty far gone wasn't he so uh, I thought that was interesting as well um yeah like I said Paul Tom Tom Lee Jones was was good in here as uh, as um as Two-Face Interesting choice for basically the... It's like a really bright red for the um, face injury thing that he's got. Because when you look at something like uh, Dark Knight or whatever. Uh, it's usually like an actual black burnt mark. Um, but uh, it's always interesting to see how that sort of burnt mark looks on uh, the different incarnations of uh, of say Face. So I thought that was good. The worst suit in the film... Batman's first suit, I thought it was awful. I think that face, face that the, the cowl, sorry, uh, and the whole face thing, I think looks terrible. I thought the is it the the more sort of silver suit, the second the prototype that he um gets after uh, Riddler has destroyed the Batcave. I thought that was a great sequence as well, uh, and that really that really gave Jim a chance to uh, push that envelopes, with, push the envelope, sorry, with uh, with his comedy and <laughs> like he's talking about um what was it something about like new animals and like hey you have to be careful with like their habitat and that and he's because they're little bat things or whatever these little green things he's throwing around and then they do a baseball thing with him where uh i think there's like a bat symbol sort of in the in the middle of the bat cave and he goes to throw one and it's got the the, da, 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 the baseball thing um from for american baseball i thought <laughs> that was great as well so that was another really big highlight of uh a riddler scene uh but no, I thought the, the first bat suit that gets used here is really quite bad. I really thought it was it was quite terrible. I don't think the cape's are very good either. Um, the way the cape sort of moves in this film I thought was not great. I thought yeah, I thought the just Batman himself was probably maybe the worst part here. Not um Valkim's performance as Batman. I thought that was that was okay. I don't think he's the best Batman or the best Bruce Wayne, I I definitely think others have done done a better job um i thought robin's suit was was all right it was okay it was sort of what i expected and i th- i i had already sort of seen that suit um before so i sort of knew a bit more of what to expect but um that was an okay suit i suppose that was that wasn't too bad so uh what else do i need to talk about here um yeah i like a couple of the nods to the 60s tv um series because there's the um our uh, robin robin says something at the end of this film um Holy, it's something to do with the with the ground where they are. Um, I can't remember the exact line. I wish I would remembered it. But uh, he says that. Um, but it's the, it's a callback to the. I think it's Holy Crimson Skies, Batman. Um, the Burt Ward version of Robin said, uh, used to say in the TV series or Holy Crimson something or whatever uh, to uh, to Adam West, uh, Batman, rest in peace, Adam West. Um, I thought that was a, a good little uh, sort of callback as well. So, overall, not a bad film. I definitely think this is better than the previous one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought the villains here were good. You know, they they did a good job with them. I do, I do like Tommy Lee Jones and, uh, and Jim Carrey in their roles here. I thought they were really good. I thought they were both good separately and they were good together as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, just them bouncing back and forth off each other um, I thought was good. Of course, Tommy Lee Jones was... Uh, I can't remember his character's name because it's been so long since I've seen them. But he was in Men in Black, wasn't he? The uh, original trilogy before the uh, Tessa Thompson and... Was it Chris Hemsworth? Um, Yeah, Thor and Valkyrie from uh, the MCU before they did a... um, Whatever, Men in Black International, I think it was called. But yeah, he used to be... He was uh, Will Smith's partner in that, wasn't he? I can't remember either of their names in uh, in Men in Black, but... uh, (laughs) But uh, he was in that, of course, as well. So, yeah, good few, good few actors. You know, you've got Tommy Lee Jones, Val Kilmer. I don't really have a cool seeing in too much before. Let me just highlight his name here and see what comes up. Uh, Val Edward Kilmer is an American actor, musician, and artist. Originally a stage actor. Became popular in the mid-80s, 1980s, after a string of appearances in comedy films, uh, Top Secret Real Genius, uh, as well as military action film. I think that was going to say Top Gun there, I'm not sure it all sort of cuts off there, but, um, yeah, good stuff, so, not the, definitely not the worst superhero film I've seen, I don't think it is, um, I think there's there's a couple of others, there's others that I enjoyed less than this, um, so, there's that as well, but, uh, yeah, for those of you, hopefully you have seen, obviously, Batman Forever, obviously it's been out for a while, um, yeah what did you think what do you think of jim's performance as the riddler i'd I'd love to see him do it again but obviously that's not gonna not gonna happen you you rarely get unless it's an actual sequel um you rarely get um like these villains popping up again in in or these sorry these actors popping up in the same roles again um so it's a bit of a shame but you know we got what we got from here uh from jim carrey as the riddler and uh i quite liked it i'd seen like clips of him before in this film as the Riddler and I was always intrigued by them. Um just because when I when I think of who would be really good in that that kind of wacky comedy type of thing, I do think of Jim Carrey. So uh, it was good to it was good to see that. I'm glad. I'm um I'm more happy with this than what I am with the Mask <laughs> basically um so yeah it was i'm i'm glad i got to to experience this version of jim carrey as the riddler so it was good but uh yeah what do you think of the film what do you think of jim's performance as the riddler um of course we've got is it colin farrell colin farrell farrell who's supposed to be in the batman i've forgotten the cast for that but um Yeah, we've got that as well. But let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever. About Batman Forever. And about uh, Jim's... Jim... uh, Kerry's performance as a Riddler. Matthew at Entertainment. Talk.org. Twitter. E-Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. I think that's pretty much everything I want to discuss in here. Good stuff. I, I enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to. There's been some bad words spread about some of these... Some of these really early... Um... Batman films, particularly this kind of era, this kind of, you know, Batman Forever, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin. I think Batman and Robin, the George Clooney, which one's known to be... There's one Batman film that's known to be, like, really bad. I don't think it's this one. Um I think it's Batman and Robin, because isn't that the one that has the annoying, like, Poison Ivy stuff in there? And Batman and Robin argue about, like, she's... Uh, Batman, uh, sorry, Robin's falling for Poison Ivy, and it's really stupid. I don't know, but... uh yeah, I think that's I think that's the one that I'm talking about. But um yeah, good stuff. Um alright, thank you everybody very much for listening to this podcast. I will of course be back with season four, episode five, the halfway point of the season already. Uh of course I'm recording these I'm doing basically two a day, apart from certain days where we have uh some more busier stuff but of course you'll be seeing these weekly Uh, you can continue to find them and the previous episodes and everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org if you would like to support the podcast and entertainment talk I'd appreciate that very very much it would be very very good if you could do that there's a few different options that you can use to do so Uh, Patreon is one of them we are on there please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers that's for review options and free podcast options as well Uh, Amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend it won't cost you extra so that's a good way to support us as well the free and pretty easy way to support us word of mouth all you've got to do is tell people that you know about the website in your itunes feeds uh, if they're looking for coverage of tv games films man united whenever that whenever they come back i don't know but uh, about uh, you know some of those different things uh, but if they want coverage for tv games films and eventually manchester united Uh, you can feel free to tell them about Entertainment Talk, of course iTunes feeds please check us out on there, rate, review and subscribe, make sure you get subscribed so that you get sent new episodes, social media is another free option, of course you can just simply share and retweet or just share on Facebook and Twitter that sort of thing, uh, on social media and if you can put them in different Facebook groups lastly, streaming stuff, if you want to watch Bex, she streams daily she should still be doing it by the time this episode comes out, but nonetheless go and check her out Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S on Twitch, go and follow her, subscribe to her, get involved over there, go and support her. Me and David sometimes stream on Twitch as well. Look out for the FIFA streams on Mixer and for Robert's Mixer stream. And uh, also look out for their Space Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening and I'll see you next week. But for me tomorrow, for episode 5 of season 4, thanks for listening and I will see you next time. Goodbye.